0: we're going to be studying church history again. I taught 30 cl- 130 classes on it, and then I am going back and I'm doing some specialty little mini studies on it. And today we're going to uh, to go back and look at the Smith controversy. There was a guy named Smith, Smith S-M-Y-T-H, in England, and many people attribute the Baptist denomination to Smith. And Smith, they said, baptized himself in the river, but that's not what really happened. Uh, Smith went into Holland and the Dutch Baptist, he got his baptism from them, he went back into England. Uh, he did uh, work with the Baptist uh, denomination and churches there for many years, but that was not basically 1611, 1612, 1613, like that. Now, Baptists were in England since, uh, well, in Wales. We talked about this in our last class a little bit. In Wales, uh, <coughs> they trace themselves all the back to 63 A.D. with the Apostle Paul, with Putins, and Claudia. And I know that uh, Donald, Gre- Donald Grewar over there in, in Wales, he likes to look this up. The uh, Putins and Claudia had a, a son named uh, Lucas, Lucius, and he became the first Christian ruler. And this was in before 100 AD. And they established many churches. We know that Patrick uh, or Patricus, Suchatus Patricus was in, in England, and he went in, and this is in the fifth century, and down around that from the 300s to 400 AD, something like that. Uh, the exact dates are kind of obscure, but he preached, He was his father was a deacon in, in England or Great Britain, and he was captured by Irish pirates, they took him into Ireland, he escaped, he went back, and then he told the church where he he's a member that he thought that God was calling him to go back into Ireland and to preach the gospel to the heathens there. And he did, he established 365 churches, he uh, preached, they, they are baptized like 12,000 people by his own hand. He established churches, he, is, he ordained, deacons and pastors, and he even built seminaries where the preachers could uh, study God's word. This went on, and of course, Valentine, you know, that was an earlier period of time than that. He was in Rome. Uh, Valerius was his name, Valens, Valentine, which means brave. uh, uh, He was in prison for performing, uh, consecrating marriages. They didn't have marriage license or anything like that at times. They were all the churches were Baptist churches in that period of time. He uh, was consecrating marriages before and Claudius the Cruel uh, did not want his soldiers to marry. And he finally imprisoned Valentine. Valentine preached to the jailer and he was saved. He preached to the jailer's daughter and she was saved. She fell in love with him. She would come and hear him preach the gospel he uh, <clears throat> he was finally going to be triple executed. He was going to be stoned, he was going to be beaten, and he was going to be beheaded. And uh, he had prayed that God would heal this girl. The gift of healing was no longer in existence at that time, but God could still heal if, if he so sought. The gift of healing was not there. You couldn't lay on the hand of somebody and they'd just be healed. They could that before the Bible was completed. All the apostles and such as that would, were, had to get the healings in the early church age before the Bible was completed. Well, he prayed that this girl would be healed and she could see, and she did. He left her a letter on the day of his execution, Your Valentine. She went to her home and she planted a, a branch off of an almond tree. And every day in February the 14th, the almond tree would bloom, and that's when all almond trees in a, at least in California bloom was in February the 14th, or right, right around the middle of middle of February. Now let's go back to um, to Britain again, and they're saying that uh, Smith founded all of the Baptist churches. There ch- were Baptist churches all over before Smith ever got there. They were they were in Wales, they were in Britain, they were in Germany, they were in the Alps. Maryland, your family goes all the way back to the, uh, the Paulicians and the Waldenses in the valleys of Piedmont. They were there for hundreds of years. As some of those churches, he said, had the original autographs that Paul and Peter, etc., had. They were they were copying. And then the Catholic Church went in there. If you study the book, the valleys churches, the evangelical churches of the valleys of Piedmont, you'll see the history of that. And I'm going I'm to go back and do a little excerpt here and there. Like I said, this is one, number 132. But uh, Smith was uh, was a Baptist by belief. He followed in the uh, the Baptist beliefs, but he was not the he was not the the founder of the Baptists in England or in the world. The Baptists go all the way back to the seashores of Galilee when Jesus called them out. In uh, in America now, in 1638 and 1639, we have two prominent figures. We have uh, Uh, Roger Williams and we have Dr. John Clark. Dr. John Clark founded a church in Newport, Rhode Island in 1638. Now when Roger Williams came to America, now Williams and Clark worked together to try to found Rhode Island as a first colony in America that had religious liberty. Even you atheists out there ought to be thanking the Baptists for that. It took years for them to get a, well, for Dr. John Clark to get a, uh, basically a declaration from the king that they could have religious liberty in Rhode Island. There was not a state church in Rhode Island. The Baptists could have had a state church there, but they didn't want it, they didn't believe that They didn't believe in church and state union. union. Now, there are many churches that were founded before Williams came here. Williams was a great uh, leader. He went into Newport or Providence, Rhode Island, in 1639. He uh, baptized himself and he baptized some other people, and they 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 called them Baptists, but they weren't Baptists. They didn't believe the The Beliefs of Baptists. You can look at uh, 11 essential elements of the New Testament church. It's on the website there, especially discovertheword.com. And we'll try to get the word, word discoverthewordordrjim.net up there again one of these days. But if you look up those 11 essential elements of the New Testament church, Roger Williams basically didn't believe anything except separation of church and state. He believed in religious liberty. His church that he founded... Supposedly, if you want to call it a church, it never had a building or anything. It was founded basically by him in 1639 on his authority to baptize. He later, after four months, he denounced his baptism and he denounced his belief and became a seeker. And then he went and lived among the American Indians at that time. Dr. John Clark went on. Now I want to, uh, Cotton Mather, you know we heard of Cotton Mather, uh, he said that Williams uh, was never really a Baptist at all. He said, Mr. Williams on page 381 in the Baptist Church Perpetuity by W.A. Gerald, 1800 and something when this book was written. Uh, go back here. I showed it to you before. 1894 when it was published. He said that, uh, Cotton Mather said that Williams was a contemporary, says that he turned seeker and familias and the church came to nothing. The church never existed after that. Now, later on, around 1650 or 60 or 70, there was a group of people there that uh, in Providence, uh, Rhode Island, that actually founded another Baptist church, and it went on. Uh, they tried to trace their history back to Roger Williams, but it was impossible because he, it doesn't go back to Roger Williams. Now, many of these people, Armitage States, uh, (coughs) Adlam, Adlam says he was a historian that the church, which Williams began to collect, fell to pieces soon after he left them, and if we expect, and is, as far as I can learn, the uniform declaration of the, of the writers of that day that basically that church was not a Baptist church at that moment. Bacchus, is in his history, said the church soon broke up because Bab Williams uh, did not long walk with it. Now I'm going to go back and, and tell you some other, a man by the name of Olney, uh, took over for a while Thomas Olney and he's listed in that society and we have Obadiah Ohms back back at that period of time we have dr. John Clark Obadiah Ohms by the way was uh, Abraham Lincoln's great 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 grandfather and he was a real Baptist Lincoln was not now <coughs> I'll read a few little things here to you. The Newport Church had members in Lynn and in Rehoboth and Massachusetts and the persons came from Connecticut to, to, uh, to unite with it and that persons came to unite with it and the case of the brethren in Rehoboth is peculiarly to a point. In 1650 they left the Congregationalists and became Baptists. If at that time a church had existed in Providence or a neighboring town, how naturally they would have united with it, but there was no church there. A lot of people try to say that that church that was founded in 1639 by Roger Williams, it went on to exist for many years. It didn't, it lasted for probably six months at all, if at all, that long. These people would have joined here Olney uh, reunited the church, was reorganized the church, and formed under Thomas Olney as its pastor, who was one of the uh, 11 baptized by Roger Williams. Olney continued to be pastor of the church until his death in 1682. Somewhat over 30 years, in 1653 or 54, which was a few years after the formation of Olney's church, there was a division in the church on the question of laying on hands. And a separate church was formed under the pastor of Chad Brown Wickenburg and Dexter this church is now the first Baptist Church of Providence the parent church under which only gradually dwindled away and became extinct in the year 1718 only baptism whether valid or invalid was not propagated nearly a century passed before the church formed uh, from Olney's began to colonize in 1730. Now that's almost 100 years. William's baptism wasn't handed down to anybody, period. J.R. Graves said, it cannot be shown that any Baptist church sprang from William's affair, nor can it be proved that the baptism of any Baptist minister came from William's hand. William's church basically dissolved. Now, they talked about the five principal Baptists and the six principal Baptists, which we talked about before. Dr. John Clark founded his church in Newport, Rhode Island in 1638. Now, there were other churches here also that came here. Newport Church, their first certain date in their church records is taken from a manuscript by Mr. Uh, Samuel Hubbard in 1648 and another one in 1644. The Rhode Island church that uh, Roger Williams founded never kept any church records at all. A lot of churches in England kept records all the way back for hundreds of years, four and five and 600 years. Sometimes their church records were just falling apart and they tried to copy them and they had to copy them by hand back then, they didn't have photo. Copiers or anything, you know. And that a lot of them, they they were scrambled to 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 copy the records before they dissolved and turned to dust. It says uh, Samuel Hubbard, who was a member of the church, by which I find the church was in being as far back as October 16, 1648. How long back before that time we do not know. Bacchus represents that an earlier date is possible. Many regard the weight of evidence in his favor, and some have placed it as far back as 1638, which basically that is the founding date of that church by Dr. John Clark. Now, Dr. John Clark had to go back and forth to England by boat, you know, and these are sailboats. These were those old ships at that time, and he had to go back and forth, back and forth, watching over his church and... and, uh, having somebody take care and preach for the church and he kept going back and forth trying to get an affidavit, a documentation, a declaration that gave Rhode Island the right to have religious liberty in that colony. He finally did it. It says the inscription on John Clark's tombstone reads that he with his associates came to this island from Massachusetts in the year 1638. 1638 and on the 24th of the same month obtained a deed, from therefore, from the Indians. He bought land from the Indians. He didn't steal it. He bought land. He traded for it. He bought land. And obtained the deed there from the Indians. He shortly after gathered the church, aforesaid and became its pastor. Many churches came from Wales and England here. The whole church came over on the boat. And when he got here, they established these churches. The churches, Baptist denomination in America did not start with Roger Williams. It started by Baptist churches. John Clark was a member of a Baptist church. They sent him out as a missionary, he came over here, he built churches, he brought people with him. They established churches right away. Governor Withup also says that a church was formed in Newport in 1639 in a disorderly way because it was against the Congregational and the Church of England. J.R. Graves after an extended investigation of this subject concludes that after all investigations I have made, I have come to the conclusion that the date of the Newport Church was in 1638 and any other date is altogether arbitrary. In Canadian Baptist of August 1885, it says the church in Newport, Rhode Island, is probably the oldest Baptist church in the United States. It is also known that a church was in existence from there in 638, which Dr. John Clark was pastor. It's on his tombstone. Now, sometimes they don't mean anything, but in a Bible, a date in a Bible or on a tombstone back in these days basically was looked upon as a valid record, legal record. <clears throat> they have, go back to 1648, 1638, 1701, 1770. They came from uh, Wales, a lot of the Baptist churches in, in America were came from Wales. One came from 1701, 1770, uh, 1684. Let me read this. Thomas Griffiths, Griffith Nichols, and, and Evan Richmond, John Edwards, Elisha Thomas, Enoch Morgan, Richard David, James David, Elizabeth Griffith, Lewis Edmund, Mary John, Mary Thomas, Tennant David, Margaret Mathias, and Tennant Morris. These 15 people may be styled as a church, uh, immigrant, immigrant church. And the Delaware Baptists originated from an immigrant Baptist church from Wales. Massachusetts Baptist churches thus began The Boston some Baptist friends from England had a meeting and called the church was formed consisting of uh, here, follow the following names, and it tells their names, all those that were there in that church, a First Baptist Church in Virginia, and in some sense, the mother of all of the rest of the churches in Virginia, was constituted under the pastoral care of Reverend Dutton Lane and Reverend Daniel Marshall. Now, Marshall's name is in church, is in history. Period. Who got his baptism? in regular order from a regular Baptist church and Philadelphia Association. Philadelphia Association, I have the minutes of that that go a 100 years over there. The first Baptist church in Pennsylvania originated in 1684 from Thomas uh, Dungan, removed from Rhode Island. This Baptist preacher was a pioneer, probably accompanied with associates of his own faith. Here they founded a church of his own order which he in the end was shortly absorbed by the next company I shall name. The next company absorbing the church, first name was the Welsh immigrants and settled in Pennypack and Lower Dublin in 1686. This church was made up of regular Baptist members. The first Baptist church in Philadelphia was organized in 1698 of English Baptists some of whom were Hansard Knolly's Church in London. Maryland Baptist churches were begun in 1742 by Henry Seder, a layman. Soon after his settlement in this colony, he invited Baptist minister to preach in his house, and by which means a few from time to time were uh, proselyted to his uh, sentiments, and after many years, a church was gathered in his neighborhood in 1742. North Carolina, the First Baptist Church, which ever existed, was gathered by one Paul Palmer about the year 1727. Mr. Palmer is said to be a Native American was baptized by the Welsh Tract in Delaware. The Welsh Tract Church, we have a history book over there written of that church only, the Welsh Tract Church, in Delaware by by Owen Thomas, and the pastor of the church in that place. Southern Carolina Baptist churches began thus of the early settlers of Southern California, and a considerable portion were Baptist. They came in separate colonies about the year sixteen hundred and eighty-three, partly from the west of England. Whole churches migrated from England, Wales, even Holland. Partly from Pista tell you Fiskataku, in the district of Maine, and of the former state settled by Ashland and uh, Cooper Rivers. Others were about the mouth of the Edisto River. Here they formed into a church under the care of Reverend William Screbin. Among the settlers from England, the wife of Mr. Blake and her mother, Lady Axel, were members of the the Baptist Church. Those who came from Pitchcockia in Maine were led by Reverend William Shevin who with considerable number of his brethren fled from the intolerant law to the Peter baptists of New England. The church Baptists were very heavily persecuted in America. The, uh, The killing series that is written there was one of them, the, the, the witches. The witches, the New Salem witches. A lot of those witches that were executed were Baptist. The dunking chairs were to dunk Baptists and drown them. The stocks and all this, Baptists were put in the stock for preaching the gospel. The Charleston church was found founded in 1683 and this ancient community was formed by the united labors of these two classes of settlers under the supervision of the distinguished man presided over it uh, to the end of his long and useful life, Reverend William Srebren, the founder of this church, became its first pastor. We have seen that Massachusetts Baptists began according to the Baptist way of beginning, and the following appears uh, the origin of the main Baptist, in which we have Mr. Srebren, who originated as the first church in South Carolina Baptist began its work in America, Kitterley, the oldest town in the province, incorporated in 1647 was selected as the first place to raise Baptist standard. It was soon known that Kittery were several persons uh, professing to be Baptist from whence they came is unknown. In the course of events, an opportunity offered to them to the privilege of a church communion, agreeable to their own theological views, the nearest Baptist church was in Boston, Massachusetts, over which Reverend Isaac Hall was presided. They would go to, when they wanted to begin a church, they would go to another church, just like this Discover the Word Missionary Baptist Church did there with New Hope Missionary Baptist Church, and they gave us an arm from that church to start the church here, the authority to do that. And that's what's going on here. In New York, the First Baptist Church in New York, of which we have any certain knowledge, was organized by by Valentine Wickman about 1712. Mr. Wickman was from the North Kingston Church in Maine, and thus from North Kingston he went and settled in, in Groton. And from Groton, he went to New York, and the new and Church originated in a revival in 1710. We're talking about these years. These people literally lived back then. They really believed like we believe. Held by Elder Baker from Newport, Newport, Rhode Island. And thus, New York Baptist churches originated from Newport Baptists in the regular succession line. Georges Baptists... Georgia Baptist thus began in regular succession from South Carolina Baptist in the year 1751 by Nicholas uh, bed Gigood and embraced the distinguished sentiments of the Baptist and this gentleman went over to Carolina, the Charleston, South Carolina about the year 1757 and was baptized and united to the Baptist church in that city under the pastoral care of Mr. Hart. He soon Discovered talents for usefulness, and was licensed to preach. His ordination to the gospel ministry took place in the year 1759, and it appears that his labors were not in vain. In 1763, he had the happiness to baptize several persons uh, to whom, with a few other Baptists, probably a branch from the Charleston Baptist Church, he administered the Lord's Supper. This was the first semblance of a Baptist church. This, the first Baptist communion ever held in that state. Now, to go back again, John Smith did not start the Baptist denomination in England. There were Baptist churches in Wales and England all the way back into the ministry of the Apostle Paul. Dr. Roger Williams did not start the Baptist denomination in America even though many history books say that. Some of the, Dr. John Clark, as far as we know, started the First Baptist Church, but he was the arm of a church in England. Take even Rhode Island. Were we to admit that the present Providence Church is the Roger Williams Church, yet would have Rhode Island Baptists to be a very great extent originated from other churches. Of John Clark's Church in Newport, back it says, Mr. Richard Dungley, and the second its second pastor in 1694 left and went to South Carolina, and thus to so Dingley, South Carolina inherited baptism from the John Clark Church. John Comer, another of Clark's successors in the Newport pastorate, removed and gathered the First Baptist Church in Rehoboth. John Clark's Church about 1729 increased to 142 members being the largest church then in all the colonies in America of dr. John Clark's church and others back it says on June 21, 21st 1729 they had the largest association of Baptist ministers and churches that had ever been seen in the colonies of America <coughs> The first Baptist Church in Connecticut was formed in Groton in seventeen oh five by elder Valentine Whiteman, and he came from New North Kingston and settled in Groton. Was the first Baptist church, first pastor of that Baptist church? A daughter of John Clark's church, thus we see the Connecticut Baptist originated from it. <coughs> Why do not Baptist opponents all call attention to the Swarm to Baptists from Newport Church, instead of the Providence Church. Samuel Jones, a Baptist minister in Wales, came to America in 1686, settling in Pennsylvania. John Phillips, a Welsh Baptist minister, came to America about 1692. Thomas Griffiths, a Baptist minister in Wales, or immigrated to America in 1701, and with 15 of his Members of his church in the same vessel. Morgan Edwards, a Baptist minister, more than unusual learning from Wales, arrived in May the 23rd, 16, 1761, and shortly, John Thomas, a Baptist minister, came from Wales, American, 1703. They said that that the Wales was a nursery for Baptists, a nursery right. for Baptists. That's where they they left from Wales and came to America, and we'll go on now. David Evans, a Welsh Baptist minister, arrived in America in 1739. Several of the members of the Rehoboth Church in Wales went to America and formed themselves into a church at the place called Montgomery, Pennsylvania, early in the 18th century. Benjamin Griffiths, a Baptist minister of Wales, became their pastor. Nathaniel Jenkins also was a member and pastor of this church. Thomas Davis, a Welsh Baptist minister left Wales for Long Island in 1713. The Cape May Church had its foundation laid in 1675 when a when a company of immigrants from England arrived in Delaware. Abel Morgan, a Baptist minister, came to the Wells early, came from Wales early in the 18th century. In 1737, 30 members of the Baptist church in Wales with their minister came to Pennsylvania and organized the Welsh Tract Church. The Welsh Track Church has a tremendous history. Several books written, almost every Baptist book has got the Welsh Trash church, church in it. And that came from Wales. And of course, Wales goes all the way back to the Apostle Paul, okay? Richard Jones, a native of Wales, arrived in America and became pastor of the church in Burley, Virginia in 1727. Caleb Evans a Baptist ministry Uh, finished education in Wales and went to America and settled in Charleston, South Carolina in 1768. We owe a lot to Wales, don't we? Here, then, are fourteen Welsh Baptist ministers in some churches in the regular secession form line from Europe. From these, of course, have come hundreds of American Baptist churches and thousands of Baptists and many Baptist ministers. Yet, There are but few examples of American Baptist churches and ministers in the Baptist perpetuity line from Europe. David says, Wells has been a nursery for Baptist churches in America. Many of the American churches were founded either wholly or in part by Welsh Baptists. There were several Baptist churches in America. Wales supplied the American churches with many useful ministries. They were trained. They were educated. Indeed, most of the Baptists in the state of Pennsylvania and for a great number of years uh, from the beginning were either immigrants from Wales or their descendants of those immigrants from Wales. I could go on and name just hundreds of more, literal. You know, I've always referred to the church history and the perpetuity of the churches. And I had to preach church history in like 16 classes, 26 classes one time, which they were having wall-eyed fits that I taught that many classes. Now we've done 132 classes. We could get more detail in these classes like this, and I'll continue to add one now and then. And that, uh, and then in, in this book also, we have the history of Patrick and Valentine both. Thank you for your attention. If you have any questions out there from all over the world, send me an email if you like, I'll try to answer them. Baptist history to me, and the Bible is what made me a Baptist. I wouldn't be anything else. I couldn't be anything else. Our Father, we send this message out to honor and glorify you. Please use it wherever it goes. Touch people's life, help them to to learn what they believe from the Bible and why they believe it give them that foundation. Please forgive me where I fail you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.